Hello and welcome to Beer in a Movie, the podcast where we discuss two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to watch the terrible taste failure from our mouths. I am one of your co-hosts, Carlos Cooper. With me as always, Joe Hilliard and Dave Gurney. Uh, and it's some, it's a somewhat momentous occasion. Uh, you guys don't see this one. Always probably is. don't see this one coming, but this is the last episode that will be recorded in Born to Boogie Studios. Uh, that's that true. That is what I have decreed. I didn't know if you were going to publicly... That's uh, what I've decreed the name of the studio. What is it? Born to Boogie? Born to Boogie Studios. Born to Boogie. That's what I've decided I'm calling it. Okay. Maybe I'll name mine Boogie Boy Studios <laughs> in, in, uh, the in bo- homage. Boogie Forever. Boogie forever. The number four. Yeah. And of course the number four. Mm-hmm. And Eva, mm-hmm. EVA. Well, yeah. yeah. No need for the ER. Because yeah. we roll hard. Yeah. Right. That's right. So do you want to go? Uh, yeah. I've only got a couple episodes left in me. So uh, spent. next week we're going to be moving over to a new studio from my final, what, three episodes? Yeah. Three episode run. And then uh, and then I'll be I'll be. Uh, only here for every 50th episode. I'll be a, you've an commi- you've guest. committed to future cage matches. You, yeah, you've, uh, I didn't guest. know this. Yeah. Uh, he said yeah. it. Did you? Yeah, I Straight think he said jump. it the day he Once Carlos uh, announced he, it. Yeah, you, you just, yeah, I heard Carlos said it. It was done, like a ringing in my done. ears for yeah. a while. Yeah. It was, was hard a, to hear anything fuck else. Fuck that guy. I was immediately dead to you. I know. I know how it goes. Oh. Serious business. But. That being said, for the time being, we've just got to do what we always do, even if we yeah. are doing it in a slightly uh, more sober fashion. Than well, normal. if you listen to last week's episode, you know what I'm talking about. Be- well, before yeah. Joe takes with the beer, I'll just say it is bittersweet. It's news, fucked folks. up. We're, no, we're not, we're not saying it's fucked up. Joe, Joe takes it too far. Bittersweet news. Joe's been pretty distraught about it. I, I don't say. like it. He has been. I, I mean, honestly, I have too, but I have the. I am sort of civilized enough, Americanized. <laughs> repressed to push down my own feelings in respect of those who I love because I want You're them to feel Catholic, good. Right? Yeah, uh, there you go. There you exactly. Go. <laughs> I internalize Very all of repressed. that. Yes. Carlos said, my last show is going to be the last show in September. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, I, I do want to do one more all horror October. And I, and we're not going to, we know one of the two films. I think I, I have an idea for the second. For all horror October? For the oh, first, I thought for the we first show. We locked it. We locked but the first no, one, we, but we didn't lock both. Right? Or do we lock both? I either, either, way, either way. Okay, we'll, either way, we'll, either way, we'll take that off mic. Take either that off way, mic. we're not going to say what it is, but hold on to your butts, people, because it is going <laughs> to be... He's going out with a bang. He's going, going out with a bang, bang baby. He, yeah. he is not going to feed you folks anything less than prime grade entertainment well, in I'm that gonna final Well, I'm going to do my best to pull I'm myself together. I'm going to traumatize everyone on the way out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to pull myself together and uh, let's talk about the beer that's going yeah, in the glass. Yeah. Or it's important. For the month of September, we've decided to, to explore the non-alcoholic beer, the, this thriving new market. I sent you guys a website search of our local Total Wine for non-alcoholic beers. I was blown away by the quantity available. There are a lot of options a these days. A lot of options. Uh, today's option comes courtesy of my in-laws who are part of the Brew Dog. They're out of Ohio. Um, like a monthly subscription. They pay $50 a month and get a couple of 12 packs sent to them. Now, that's a do the math on that. It's pretty pricey. It's like $2 a beer. Yeah, they're enjoying it very much. So we're going to start down the road. Dave's glass is just filthy. (laughs) I know, right? I swear I washed it, man. We're going to start today with Brewdog's Tornado Joe, which was, by the way, one of my nicknames in college. 
Uh, brewed in collaboration with Thunder Kiss Coffee, a Columbus, Ohio coffee, coffee staple, we bring you Tornado Joe. This non-alcoholic coffee cream ale was brewed with coarse ground and full bean coffee to create a rich, dark coffee aroma fl- and flavor sitting alongside a light, creamy vanilla sweetness. Now, I'm on this crazy Whole30 diet. The beer does contain oats and barley. So I'm not going to be enjoying this with you. Full of gluten, baby. Full of gluten. It's Actually, I looked at the website. It says gluten reduced, but there's a little bit in there. Yeah. Well, I wish that they had added gluten. I have had this before. I will be honest with you, uh, but too far back for me to even remember or review it today. Interesting. Okay. But I we surprised it was a cream ale. In the description, it did sound mm-hmm. a little bit more like the kind of flavors that you associate with a stout. Yeah. But... Uh, but I'm kind of I'm I'm excited to try it. Yeah. I I mean I'm, I'm amazed that there are so many styles being emulated, replicated, however, in the NA beer realm sure. these yeah. days. And last week we did the Lagunitas not uh, IPNA, right? And then the Hoppy Refresher, which yeah. has become a staple in my fridge since then. There's some in there right now. I love that thing. I got uh, a different uh, seltzer the other day that was pretty good. I still think I like the Hoppy Refresher better. I'll be interested to hear what that yeah. was. Uh, and so I figured we'd venture, we'd start with this one because it's not the the hop forward. You know, we did a lot of hops yeah. last weekend. Or last week. So we'll do this one, and then we'll go back to some hops in the second half. Wonderful. Yeah. But we do have a film to discuss. We do. A, a, with a capital F, maybe. Yeah. You think so? You you want to put capital F? Yeah. Let's put capital F on this one. Heck, this is heck of a movie. I'm very curious to know how you synopsize Well, at the very thing. least, you you have to give it credit for ambition. It's, it's trying to do something different uh, with what it's setting out to do. So uh, the film we're talking about, Barbarian, just came in number one at the box office in a slow weekend. Big, big time slow. So, so it's not like, gross, yeah. but still in the doldrums, I've said it before, this period, this dead zone between uh, blockbuster season and award season, we're kind of looking for whatever we can find, or I should say maybe even before award season, like the uh, family holiday movie season. Uh, anyhow, with Barbarian, Zach Kreger, who some people may know from the whitest kid you know, yeah. right? That was the, the sketch series he yeah. had with a few friends on IFC. Comedy background. Yeah, so I found out about that. Because I don't know. Did, did you go to Alamo or did you go to AMC again? I went to AMC. Did you really? No, I went to Cinemark, sorry. Oh, I was like, for real? You better double down. No, I'm no, because you did recently go. Yeah, this that's why a, I was like, wait, you went that close? In my head, there are two theaters in our city now. But the third you, one okay. does not exist. But you okay. went to the third one more recently than any of us. And yes. that's I feel like normally when you well, go now to he's what made, we... This is the clear announcement where oh, yeah. he, he's written that one off. It Doug, does not no, exist. See, I feel like this is how it works. <laughs> you go to the Rat Theater, mm-hmm. and then enough time passes, and you kind of you forget. forget about there's Rat a, Theater. There's an amnesic state that people go into where they're like, oh, well, it's it's bad, but it's not that it's bad. And then, you're, and, and then you go from, back again, and you're reminded, oh, yeah. no, I should It's never. a minute and a half from my office. Yeah. Yeah. The only time that I'm ever going to go, if I ever did. Everything would, is like a 1,000 miles from your house, and you're prioritizing a minute and a half from your <laughs> well, office. Well, no, because I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to knock it in during lunch, and maybe they've got a 10.30 showing, and I can knock it in and out, and I'm back at I work. a long lunch break. I envy but, you. No, it's me taking a long oh, lunch but, break. So, did you go to Alamo? 
I went to that Alamo. Was why I yes, okay, but so. but I did not get there as early as I liked it. I was there maybe ten minutes early. Uh, I have a feeling I missed at least one or two. We are the first people in the theater, <sighs> just like the way. That's that how I like it to be. We were running, uh, we were running errands and stuff, and it was like the way that the timing worked out. It was like we didn't have time to really like do anything, but we yeah. were still like a little early. But we strolled in literally at. 3.30, we were there for a 4 o'clock, and that's like the earliest you can get in. It's yeah. 30 minutes prior, so we sat down, and about halfway through the pre-show, I don't know if you saw this or not, but they played the trailer for a movie called Miss March. No, but he did that, co-directed so, that. So he co-directed that, but the reason I bring it up was because going into this, I didn't really think anything of the director or whatever. I just didn't look it up. I had just seen the previews. And then this Miss March trailer comes on. And, and you're and like, wait, prior, this is a film I love. And prior, this is- prior to that, I think, they had started and maybe even finished like a, um, his, like a historical recap on like uh, jump scares in film and mm. its progression. I saw stuff. that. Okay. Uh, so I, th- I think that had started just before Miss March, that pl- trailer plays, and then they finished talking about it, like the second half of it, maybe. Okay. Uh, but so... But that had already happened, and I was like, okay, it's a horror movie. They're showing us, like, these weird skits. Like, the Boogie Woogie Man was one. It was, like, a 50s, like, song. There's, like, dancing, oh. and it's, it was really weird. Just okay. look it up. Um, and then that happens, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Why are they showing me this? Right. It reminded me of that, the Paul Dano classic, Girl Next Door. Uh, and... <laughs> and so I, I had to pull my phone out. I hate doing it. Even before the film, I don't like pulling my phone out of the yeah. theater. I did it, and I Googled or I looked up Miss Marsh on IMDb sure enough to find out same director whitest kids you know had no idea before the movie started and then it really got me thinking like oh has Jordan Peele created this like renaissance of comedy comedy horror directors horror. Uh, yeah I don't know I thought it was huh. interesting who that I hadn't even thought about that but that makes perfect sense to start thinking about do you have more people with com- comic backgrounds comedy backgrounds thinking oh I could venture into horror and yeah. do something interesting with it yeah, anyway sorry it. to no, interrupt so, your synopsis so, but newcomer to the genre of horror at least in feature form maybe he's done a short I don't know um, as writer director here uh, film basic premise if you've seen the trailer you know this they set it up pretty quickly uh, woman arrives at an Airbnb she finds a man there who says he also has a reservation for the same Airbnb. Lo and behold, it seems that it's double booked. Um, he invites her in. Uh, she ends up staying. They strike up even a little bit of a friendship over the night. And then events turn south and she ends up being stuck in the house. I don't know. Is that like while she's there exploring yeah. this basement area? Yeah. Last week's feature was funny pages. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you hadn't seen that, yeah. our spoilers aren't going to, I don't think, harm that film for you. No. Every once in a while, though, a film comes along where I, I guess I'm the one that usually says, this should go, you should go in spoiler-free. It's and funny, that the f- is the truth for this movie. The first review I saw of this movie from a friend of mine who's like, really, she's really into horror, uh, maybe like a sentence and a half or so of a review and then the, but the, it was punctuated with going as blind as you can going as that blind was thursday as night i saw that so that said three two one spoilers now let's go yeah right yeah open the gate right i mean one of one of the brilliant things i think this film does is it almost cuts off in the middle where you feel like you're on a certain track with it and it shifts you so abruptly to this other track 
that then builds in its own way back towards the track you were on yeah. that you're not quite expecting. And again, Joe set up the spoiler, so I'll go ahead. You know, I mean, you you end up you end up shifting to the man who owns the home mm-hmm. and his whole story, which is a whole separate thing, which has some more comedy slash cringe, more cringe comedy to it, I, I think. Yeah. Right. I mean, we laugh at this character, also, Not, yeah. also kind of grown and and yeah. have our stomach turned by this character. I mean, Justin Long, that right, we'll say, comes in the midpoint mm-hmm. of the film um, as this character AJ, who is a a young successful actor. It seems he's got a new sitcom on the horizon, or I don't know, a new so, yeah. TV Book, series yeah. on the horizon. Yeah. Um, but we meet him as this problem occurs where one of his co-stars has reported that he has sexually assaulted her yeah at least sexually harassed her i mean yeah they say at the in that first conversation he was sexually aggressive sexually aggressive. i think is the word that they use and then yeah come to find out that she is in fact saying yeah he's about to get canned off the show he's about to have to go through a very expensive legal battle right and uh you then cut over to him with his financial advisor he's like maybe I can unload some properties that I have one of them is this Airbnb in Detroit, in Detroit yes. Michigan yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well what he refuses to do is sell the like lavish yeah, home that he lives Hollywood in sure. in Hollywood in favor of selling off yeah. the, his rinky dink properties in Detroit right where which we find like, out he's from yeah yeah which which is financial consultant is saying like the that's not going to give you any it's money. It's going to buy but, you like a month or two. But, yeah. but, again, it's a very abrupt change, David. Very abrupt. Yeah. Uh, the <clears throat> Going back to the beginning of the film, Tess, uh, played by... I, I, can, I did my best to memorize... Georgina Campbell. Thank there you. you. I, I had... I looked her up right as we were leaving, and I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if this if she was like the daughter or the niece or the whatever of Bruce Campbell? <laughs> no, just being incredible. She's Right, no. and um, and the and the guy that she's double booked with, uh, Pennywise, uh, sh- an interesting looking man. Don't yeah, you interesting think? looking, but also he yeah. carries that Pennywise baggage with him. So when the trailer reveals that he may be the barbarian or whatever the problem is with no, this no, home, no. see the movie's called Barbarian, not the Barbarian. We'll talk about that in After Hours Patreon. Uh, that, that's fine, but I'm not, I wasn't going to say that he could be Barbarian the way that I would say he could be Superman. He would be the Barbarian of the film Barbarian. No, no. Maybe. Oh yeah, I mean, you, you could take this title a lot of ways. But the yeah. two of them play this dance as they're trying to get get to know one another in this very uncomfortable situation. Where, as the audience member who knows nothing, you're saying to yourself, "Well, cl- clearly he's the killer. This is some kind of ploy. Oh, this absolutely. is some kind of ruse." Absolutely. Then the the action of the film leads us to a basement where there's a secret door that leads down a ugly hallway that leads a dark ugly hallway where a camera where a small room with a old vhs camera a bed and a bucket looking mattress yeah yeah no and a a soiled mattress yeah and a bloody then there's another door at the end of that hallway which leads you down to a subterranean level where all fucking hell Earth breaks loose and an just mine shaft. Yeah, and just as uh, Skarsgård is killed, and you realize, nope, he's he's not a bad guy. You know, <laughs> cut to black. He's the he's the opposite of Bo Burnham. 
and promising young there woman. you go yeah yeah he's sure. the bizarro bo burnham because he that guy seemed like he was nice turns out he's turns not out he's kind this, of, this guy seems nefarious creepy vibes but well, it's just his face i mean well like it's, he's it's a, a situation well that it's, too but like and, and he's actually being too nice about everything and that makes you suspect i mean again yeah like super sus w- wouldn't this guy be all upset like waking me up in the middle of the night but like, think about it put paul rudd in that situation and you're just like yeah dude you are oh the, you're yeah a nice no guy. get in yeah. there get in his skivvies uh, yeah, just I'm, yeah I'm like be with this you know, guy but this no guy, if the, it's paul rudd bill but, skarsgård's really he's really handsome oh, well i think but he's also kind the balance of handsomeness and creepiness is unsettling well look at his brother right his brother is more tips more towards the handsome end Very of so. the skarsgård genes yeah and Bill, I think, partly because he is a more gaunt figure, he's he's got like a more sunken face, bonier uh, facial, not as much flesh yeah. there. Yeah. I do think there is a creepiness, especially if you light him right. I mean, I think also it's part of how he's being photographed that yeah. kind of, which they do a good job of balancing. I think there are the moments where he seems genuinely nice, and you're thinking, oh, that, but then you also get these shots of him where you kind of think, oh no, that guy's totally. And here's the other thing: I know Justin Long's in the movie, but 30 minutes or so has gone by and I haven't seen him. And I well, you're on. A lot of people don't know this. You run the Justin Long fan boards sure. still well, to this day. And I saw his name at the beginning. I didn't. Of the movie. I didn't even <laughs> notice it. I honestly didn't. But Justin Long's not in this movie that I know that he's in. And now. As a film goer, I know everything, right? I've not seen any new things. So now I know that the rest of this film is going to be Tess, our heroine, right. getting out of this situation. Cut to black, long black screen. Now we're in a convertible driving down coastal right. California. Yeah. So what? To a Donovan zone. Driving down Highway 101. Yeah, what's yeah. going on? And that's where we meet Justin Long. Yeah, yeah that, and then yeah, that's where he gets the phone call and all that kind of stuff. That was very He comes very back to Detroit to unload this property and... I was the juxtaposition of her reaction to a creepy doorway and hallway, right? And his reaction Hilarious. are so oh, juxtaposed yeah. that when he starts measuring now you're it, some to, nice levity to determine what the extra square footage is, right. he's going to be able to put to it, my, which he can't well, count as well. First, pro- he googles, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> to see what what is it the gross living area, the GLA or yeah, whatever, yeah. and then yeah, the more he finds, he just has this tape measure. He sees cages that are human <laughs> roughly human size it just passes and he's by. just like oh i need to measure that like i need to measure yeah, he's towards like, the cages what the fuck yeah. keep walking yeah then he sees the room with like with something bad happened in and that he's room. just measuring yeah. Yeah. he's just measuring and it's what the fuck and then I, he just keeps on going yeah. yeah especially when he sees the room with the bucket and the oh yeah that's rough because uh, he just keeps measuring it's like mm. That's he measures bad. the room. Yeah, yeah, you know. Forget the camera, the soiled yeah. mattress, and the yeah. bucket, and the bloody handprint. What can I, you know, how much, how much is this going to increase my equity in this property? Yeah, I loved Justin Long playing against type. Yeah, he's is he doesn't he play occasionally? I mean, I know he does play very nice characters, but he's also played like smarmy, jerky characters. Yeah, he has I a little bit, but I feel like when you think about the roles that he is known for and especially his leading roles like accepted as a leading role mm, for him yeah. nice guy just trying to make his own way in yeah. life you think dodgeball dodgeball you know, for sure nerdy guy just wants to get the girl and all that kind of you know he he just he has such a niceness about him i feel in his he has a nice but he, he does smarmy well he does. He's really good at being a fucking asshole in this movie. I, he is awful. The film yeah, at but, every but turn. In, but in, 
like in a I don't want to say it's subtle to me, but in a believably subtle enough way that he has never been called on it by anybody around him. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like not yeah. called out on it. Whatever the frat bro equivalent of the southern lady that just says, oh, bless your heart when she's like trying to insult you, yeah. you know, but is saying it in a night. Like I had a yeah. teacher like that in high school that would say the meanest shit, but in like a really nice, like soft old lady tone of voice. And she thought she was getting away with it. You know? Yeah. He does the frat bro equivalent of that where he's yeah. not like aggressive and mean, but he says things that you're just like, what? Yeah. Uh, See, it's at this, it's around at this point that we meet a narcissist. what we believe to be the, the, the primary villain of the film. Yes. And it's a, 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 a woman nude, uh, disfigured in a way that would suggest, uh, incestual kind of, I disagree. I don't think that I I didn't get any of that until the end. Okay. Okay. When it was explained. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. I didn't see her in immediately. Like, okay. Oh, so so maybe he's like a mole sure. woman, a woman that's lived underground with <laughs> no, no but that very so much so. Much. Okay. But yeah. but but a woman is, who's never seen the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yes. Right. right. So so uh, escaping occurs, and then uh, we're um, then we go to a fourth act almost where it bang takes us back to this same house. In the fifties, right? No, I think seventies, early eighties, because it's Reagan era. Thank you. Oh, you're right. right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And the, right. But it's it's given this. And then Kurt Braunholer gets like forty five, forty years ago. It's time, given this. Nice. I know that's hard to believe. It's given this shine though of what the neighborhood might have looked like once upon sure. a time. And that's yeah. where we meet. Right as it's about to begin its dip. In right. fact, in that's that where sequence, we, we get a neighbor who yeah. kind of tells us, "Oh, going I'm going to hell, put the house yeah. on the market. Well, I think the values are going to, you know, tank." Frank, a serial. Um, Abdu- killer. Abductor, killer. Abdu- yeah, abductor, we don't exactly torturer. know, but he's, do- he's doing something with that bed and that camera down there. And he's tailing a woman randomly connected at a grocery store. That was a scary part of it. Was there's no motive to 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 target victims. It's and this just, was, there's and, a girl. And that time period would have come like right at the tail mm-hmm. end of the Satanic Panic. You know, yeah. Son of Sam wasn't that long ago. That kind of hysteria, no, right around still, then, right, sure still happening right so i mean the, the puzzle begins to come together there's a homeless yeah. gentleman who warns tess when she escapes get the fuck out of here you, you yeah. don't want to be around here when that woman who we had comes seen out. earlier yes, as a scary thing yes, because exactly. he was running towards the house to and say, saying don't, don't go, go in there don't right. go in he there. Yeah, he's like he's little like little girl, girl don't yeah. go in there and then he says um and that's not even the worst of what's down there yeah and then we meet frank in a flashback yeah and now you know, I mean, it's, that's why I said spoilers. The plot. This is such a well-written movie, in my opinion. Um, the way not not as esteemed, but when Pulp Fiction came out, and it was like, I haven't seen them go back and forth and back and forth, and that guy's got killed, but now he's back to so tell the story again. Yeah, there's a lot of that, a little bit of that going on here. But, Certainly. Um, and you know, we haven't even discussed kind of like the more disturbing imagery that we've seen up until this point with the mother trying to feed her quote unquote children these two new captives. Yeah. Uh Yeah, so I'll say one last thing about the well well written bit. I do think it's well written. It is interesting though because it has how long is the movie? Like an hour and a half, right? It's not, not like long. much longer. Hour, hour 45. 40. Yeah. So if it's an hour 45, it's got like roughly a 40 minute first act. Yeah. Yeah. A 30 minute second act, a 10 minute third act, and then like another 25 minute fourth act, basically. That little, 
interstition yeah. to the 80s is like this weird yeah. kind of, yeah. I mean I guess that it, you could count that as part of the third act but it's so far removed from what we've seen before because um, essentially before we meet Justin Long like that's the first act Justin Long is the start of the second right, act right right and it's Though, a really long yeah. uh, kind of opening thing it is um so it's interestingly paced in that way, but it worked for me. Me too. I didn't. Oh, I never I did. Well, that's I what I mean. That, it's, that I think it's doing something different with this, like, because you expect that by the point that it makes that switch, that it's going to already have you pretty established on the track you're going to be on. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think this is just going to be a trapped in a house sure. film from here on out. But then it pulls me so far away from but that it, house. It kind of is. It brings up these other... Issues. Right, and the way they could have done that is that the next Airbnb victim just shows up, but yeah. that's not what happens. Rather, the no. owner comes back, and we have to tell you why the owner comes back, and that's a critical, I think, part of the story, that his sexual... Um, misconduct. Conduct, thank you. Negative sexual conduct. Sexual well, assault. We, we find out eventually. I mean, he, he basically did. admits yeah, to he it did being it. an assault. And, then, and yeah. then there's that horribly creepy scene, I'm, I'm getting off track, of him with his buddy from Detroit where he's like... <laughs> well, that's the <laughs> part where he basically it. That's where he basically himself. explains the rape. Justifying himself. It's <laughs> like, no, she kept saying no, but she then eventually no, but she I'm, was into I'm it. I'm persuasive, man. I mean, she I'm wanted persistent. to be in. Yeah, I'm and persistent. And that's just so disgusting. Oh. Um, the modern-day rapist. As opposed well, it's to, not the, I mean, that's the. Every it, I, I think the, I'm there, talking about the, the story that's in the yeah, zeitgeist. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand mean, what you're saying, but yeah. it's it's a it's an evolution of our understanding of what that right word actually correct because when like, you see Frank, it, well, you don't see Frank ever really assault anybody, but you know that he's but he you know that sets he has, it up and yeah. you know that he has and he's got his library tapes, of, yeah. of, of videotapes. That is so. one of the interesting things about the film. There, right there, is like you never actually see the biggest monster in the film acting as a monster. Yeah. You you see like the setup, all of yeah. the setup to what that monster has done, what the monster's impact has been, yeah. and how it's rippled out from just him, and it's created this other monster, the mother care, you know, the, which, yeah. is that a monster? Is that, can, can we claim that as responsible for its own monstrousness if it was yeah. brought up and into this basic way of being? Oh, yeah, which is interesting. One yeah. could argue that she's not a monster at all. She's the victim of circumstances. Well, that's what I mean. That she yeah. can. That's exactly what I'm saying, is that, you know, if, if you were put in this circumstance and raised there in those tunnels yeah. with a parent or whatever he pretended he was to this thing, you know, however he treated it. It's a, it's a mind blowing when you start thinking of however old she is and that she's never been outside of this fucking cave. Really. Yeah. Like at least during the day. Right. Yeah. She goes out at and, night. and it's like a abandoned neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So when she does go out, how many people is uh, who, what, what is she really able to interact with? And right. She walks outside and sees like a post-apocalyptic wasteland almost, you know, and yeah. like every house except that one's run down. Yeah. So, but to put the period on the sentence, it is an exploration of much more than just a straightforward kind of creature feature. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Uh, the for twisting sure. in the tunnels. I mean, the, well, God, I interrupted you. And I want to come back to, to that in a second, but the, the conversation we just had leads me to a question and it's i don't know that i have an answer to it but like the one the one part of this movie that kind of perplexed me or that made me really kind of scratch my head is was the suicide of the father figure frank mhm he shoots himself in the head. Now, Justin Long finds him, a decrepit right, old man. Yeah. Finds him at the end of the tunnel. He's got this weird bedroom thing. That's where we see all his tapes, like <laughs> I mentioned earlier. But 
has he just been there waiting to get access to that bedside table that has the gun in it? Like quite possibly. He's just no, been... I think he shot himself because he realized the 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 gig the ruse was up. Well, the, the gig was up. It's I kind of I kind of think it's I don't know. I mean, like I have a feeling that I the mother has been between... waiting on him for some lengthy period of time that he's basically been incapacitated in the bed, and that he he's the just bell he's looking comes. for like he he wants to Kevorkian it. He he wants out, and yeah. he's you know. That's how I kind of took it, but I don't know. But yours could work too. I, I, mean, I think it doesn't. Yeah. I think those. I think both interpretations are valid. But it's. But it's the one. It's the. It's not really a loose end, but it's the closest. Like that's the best word I can think of for it. Is that like it's like the one loose end in the film where it's kind of just like a little too vague in the context of everything else that's not all that vague mm. in terms of like how people ended up where they are and what their motivations are well, and stuff like for that. me it just worked as another little twist there and it was one that i could explain well enough where i'm like okay he's just he's i didn't get too hung up on yeah it. also puts a gun in justin long's hand if we're talking screenwriting that's true that's yeah. a good very good point so so then that leads me back to the point that joe made just a minute ago so when I so when Kylie and I left this movie and we were talking about it, her assessment was that it's a horror film that's kind of like just a fun horror film along for the ride, has, you know, some things worked into it from a storytelling perspective, but that's not trying to make a larger point. Really? She didn't think that there was an overall like analysis being done. And then I'm thinking to myself, and granted, we just this is minutes after the screening, so right. I'm still like kind of sitting with it a little bit. I have a hard time, like really, the second we get out of the theater, I'm not like full conversation. Sure, I'm kind of into just mull it over. Uh, but I mean, it's not an accident that Frank lives under Reagan, that the owner of the house is a rapist, that the girl who walks in to a double booking situation and is concerned that the guy that's there is a rapist. Mm -hmm. It's no surprise that despite her, or it's no, uh, no accident from a screenwriting perspective that the person who she suspected might have nefarious, uh, intentions is actually kind of a nice guy. And they actually kind of were like feeling a vibe, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, and you know, this whole had things in common. Yeah, yeah, big time. Which yeah. kind of seemed ultimately like a moot point. But well, the, you know, but again, but it at the moment, it there. feels like oh, he's just done the research. He actually is targeting her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is exactly what Kylie said. Done. I mean, Joe yeah. said this is a really well written film, and what you're pointing out, yes, there are lots of these. You don't make all of these things. You don't put all these things in place together by accident. Like yeah. this is a very. He knows he's going back to this theme of rape. He knows he's going back to this theme of um, different ways of being masculine and different types of masculinity and how they read that you're going back to, I mean, certainly different types of femininity. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I mean, the, the mother figure is a perplexing one in, in a lot of ways certainly. because she seems more interested in nurturing, like she's feeding them, right? Yeah. I mean, we, Joe talked about like one of the more... tempting, Right, trying to... Um, does obviously brutally murder one of them, but we don't know what the rationale is there, why she would kill one and keep the other in a cage. Well, Tess says it in the cage. Um, don't get her mad. Get, don't get her mad. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't, if, you know, if you get upset, she's going to get And upset. we can only under, only believe that her parental figure, Frank, yeah. has got a temper and kind of 
taught her how to yeah, be that way. You yeah. know? I mean, the, the whole, I mean, as much as gets revealed in this film, and there's a lot to chew on, there's a lot to think about, there was a lot where, again, showing us Frank the way they did in this flashback leading up to, like a little of this activity he'd be doing leading up to one of his abductions and whatever he does but never the actual abduction not the actual holding disposing of other bodies there were there were dozens of tapes right so he did this to dozens of people well i mean they were talking about he had kids with them and then he had kids with the kids i mean right. i know but where did they all go and that, well, there you Anywhere. go. Anywhere. I now, mean, it's a, the neighborhood's abandoned. It, could those tunnels go even further? And they we don't even... I mean, like, that's, I mean, it could be the entire city of Detroit has this underground network uh-huh. of malformed people, to, you know what I mean, know. who are uh, hidden in tunnels, not let out. I don't know. Here, I don't. Uh, we, uh, there's... I hope he doesn't go that direction with sequels. A, cu- <laughs> a, a couple of little things that got on my nerves a little bit, but do not put a black mark on the film. Her going down that tunnel. The Oh sure. Don't go. What are you doing? Yeah. Don't go. Well we, even more so than her, him. The the way he brazenly you come back, you have this person who's like freaking out yeah. and telling you how disturbed they are. And then you actually see there is this like secret chamber in a basement with it. But you it's think also, it's okay to just keep going exploring? Just stay up here and make sure the door doesn't close on Now, me. at that point, I'm 100% on board with what you're saying. But as far as just going into the basement, period, you know, you have to think, like, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't know her. Sure, you know? take a like, peek. But once you see there is a secret door... No, once you see At it, that point, you go, you call the police. Yeah, and if, you I, say, if I saw the soiled mattress, I wouldn't even though look I twice love, at it. I would go straight do back Do love upstairs. the police... Uh, showing up in this film. Classic the, police. Well, I mean, you say classic, it's a way they're rarely depicted in, in it's true, a film like this. It's true, but it is a, the way that they mostly exist. <laughs> I mean, I mean they, after she escapes and looks just beat to hell, she, she looks horrible. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, you just broke into this house. Yeah. 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 I mean, she said, she's telling them, I've been abducted, I've been held captive, you need to go into this house, and, and they're saying, and they well, do you like, have keys? Are you... Like, well, yeah. it's not your house then. We're not going to go into it with you. Yeah, they think she's like on drugs. Another problem I had with the film was Mother's superhuman strength powers. Yeah. Uh, the idea that she could rip a skull in half. The idea that she could rip an arm from a socket. I don't know That shit was kind of tight, actually. Malnutrition. <laughs> well, no, it's not, it's impressive. Oh, it was cool. It was great horror. But, yeah. You know, I fun. hear where Joe's coming from. I'm like, that is something that a lot of this stuff actually works pretty well logically but yeah there's no way that somebody who is stuck underground yeah. and deprived of probably good nutrition yeah. let's yeah. face it I would like, is going to be that ripped and able to and she doesn't look ripped no. I mean she looks all weird and gangly and, don't get in yeah. way, but don't get in between a mother bear and her cub I mean, I guess is that what I mean, I mean, look, people have lifted cars off of yeah. you know, to save, you know, to save people. things. Things have happened. And lastly, so. small bit. Mercury might have been in Gatorade. Who knocked, knows? Knocked around. <laughs> sounds like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> knocking around on my head is uh, Justin Long, who you want to sympathize with this guy because he's Justin Long and you like that guy. But as his character goes away from me pretty quick, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it gives like a tiny bit at the beginning. But I agree with yeah, Carlos yeah. As, it, he, as he reveals that he he did do what he's being accused of. As he calls to apologize in a drunken fit. As he, um, oh, did I just lose my train of thought? I did. <laughs> you might, I'm sorry. Something uh, about Justin. But Hall. but I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because that is one thing that I that I wanted to remark upon. And oh, something that, I, I got it back. Go for it. Okay. 
he reveals his true character one more time at the climax when oh, oh god yeah. he yeah. throws oh. he, he definitively he, and in like a way that, shoots yeah. Tess that yeah. I'm gonna forgive him for because that's a high adrenaline situation and, and then he wants to save her and, and he it, wants it, to save yeah, her and yeah. he's gonna he I'm said, not gonna forgive him for that but I understand what you're he saying he said yeah. am I a bad person I am a bad person I need to make this right so he's gonna save Tess but then when mother has them cornered at the top of a water tower he decides chunks her I'm gonna throw <laughs> Tess off Go get your baby. And then after Tess is thrown off, Mother dives off. But then on the ground, Mother is under Tess. Gravity don't work like that. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's... You can imagine her scooping her and Oh, yeah, just... She had a head she, no, turning. she grabbed her out Remember of the Newton air and dropped a, a. Well, no, all, all she has to do is grab her and and like barrel roll. I, I, I get it. No barrel <laughs> Small point. Let's not get bogged down. No, he's, but he's just saying it's an easy barrel roll. Yeah, We've seen it happen uh, many times. Sure, I've seen many. I've seen a lot of movies. It's a tale. I, it's a tale as old as time. The classic <laughs> barrel roll. I loved this movie, guys. I love well, this on. movie. We're not. We're not there yet, Joe. <laughs> I'm there because because you were talking okay, about let, like Carlos now oh. you were talking about his he's not even uh on the show anymore yeah <laughs> well uh, he's got to take his hey. time while he's here okay, yeah go ahead I'll give three more weeks baby uh <laughs> you better. i guess four but buckle up uh, the part that you were talking about when he reveals his character one last time and chunks her from the roof it was preceded by this like come to jesus moment like you said where uh-huh. he's like am i a bad person am i a good person that did a bad thing and he's like having this whole like yeah. revelatory monologue or whatever and when i tell you how mad i was when that uh, like how potentially mad i was when that scene was happening i was like are, are they, they gonna, gonna fully this redeem this yeah. guy is that what's happening? Is oh, this quite the, the opposite the sir story? quite the opposite and then that happened and i was like oh thank yeah. god because what a Ari Aster move that would have been to just oh Ari Aster would never do that do not pin that on him to trash the ending of an otherwise good movie yeah 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 Uh, but no the movie was great I I really liked it Kylie was beside herself for most of it I mean tense as I mean I I was too but she 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 wears her emotions on her sleeves much more than I do enough about the camera work and going through those halls and the use of lighting and what he what he reveals to the audience what he hides what he doesn't what's in the background what's in the foreground it was it was master class it was great it it was it was very well shot I will agree with that there's some also some really interesting cinematography choices specifically in the flashback with Frank yeah where yeah I think they're using kind of a wide angle it's a well, it's a really real t- wide angle, but yeah. then it's almost like the camera's strapped to him because yeah. he remains per- the back of his head remains perfectly centered yeah, in the frame, and we're moving along with him through the like through a, the supermarket, a steady unit the mo- mounted to him that's yeah. behind him, following him. Yeah, through, yeah. And then uh, there's like a, a very jarring first person view of Justin Long. Uh, when he like pulls his phone out again, I think he has the gun or something like that. But we literally just see the arms coming like from the yeah, screen, as yeah. if like this the screen is his he- his point of view, and yeah. it, it, that was that was really really something else. I'm glad it wasn't a motif throughout the film. I sure. could live with it just being that one time. I could have lived without it, honestly. First but, person um, shooter perspective. Yeah, it was weird because it's very brief, but there was a lot of interesting camera work in it. And I like yeah, I, I liked how the gun really made a realistic one. gun noise and not you know yeah. just those tiny snaps just of the pat. yeah I mean little little thing I mean little things big things I I enjoyed it almost this sounded like movie a cap very gun. much the uh, they uh, the the 
beneficial homeless man who takes them in and while while and they're then on gets the beaten run, to death with his own arm. and then she comes busting through the wall. Don't worry, she don't come here. And then yeah. she busts through the wall like the Kool Aid Man. Yeah, t- tears his arm off and beats him over the head with it. <laughs> Beats I, him to death. Yeah, you're, la- yeah. You're, you're laughing. You're it's it's, it's, crazy. it's horrific. It's it's exactly. It, it's it was kind of it was kind of malignant vibes there at the end. I had the same. Yeah, exact but I, thought. I, I feel this like was this, executed. This better. does it so much better. This, this, yeah. do, this does do it better. One hundred percent. I enjoyed malignant. I even watched it again after we talked about it. Yeah. Huh. But I, I enjoyed this movie so much. I could see uh, kids ten years old, twelve years old, sleepover, perfect. Um, horror movie for them to that they would geez, check out the way that yeah, we do. Yeah, this is okay. Well, I'm oh, a ten year old and a twelve year old. I know what we're doing for slumber party night. <laughs> we we found a way to get The Exorcist, and there's I was all kinds say, of stuff in there that I don't know, know if I, I should. No, have listen, I was watching. Much sign worse. off on it, but I was wor- watching much worse than this uh, at, at a younger age. But I don't know. Like I think part of again why what puts this film in another category than just like really good horror film is. Partly, it really does a, a pretty amazing job with some of the social commentary it's it's clearly going for. Um, I think there's a lot to chew on there, and I feel like a younger audience is not necessarily going to tap into that in the sure. same way. And so I don't know. Because for me, that's a lot of what worked really well about the film is like I, I realize what shifting it away from just being your typical... I don't know. Maybe it, not a... Maybe not quite as young as, as Joe's talking about, where you're that age, where you're just like basically more so looking for contraband than you are seeking out films, but like 14, 15, 16 mm-hmm. years old, you know, yeah. as you're, Oh, definitely. Like, no, like this is that, that, that age for sure. There's a lot yeah, that, yeah. You know, and I think this would resonate. I'm, I just, I, I don't think it would be fully appreciated. That whole dance at the first part of the film when she's, it's, she's in the rain because she's driving into the neighborhood in the dark, mm-hmm. she doesn't realize just how bad it is until the next day when she sees it in the light. If you approach that Airbnb during the light, you, you, I would keep driving. I, I'm not <laughs> stopping. Yeah, maybe not. You know, one thing I thought, or one thing that was interesting, is there is a brief, brief uh, shot in the trailer of the house in the context of the nice 80s neighborhood. Yeah. So what I thought was going to happen was the sun was going to come out the next day and she was going to see that it was an actually kind of nice neighborhood and that he had been lying and tr- to trick her uh, into staying in the oh, house, you okay. know, because she couldn't right. see anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like, oh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a rough neighborhood. And yeah. then the next morning she wakes up and like sees that it's actually a really nice neighborhood and she's like chained to the bed or something, yeah. you know, or yeah. she's like being held captive in some but way. But the dance that they play and the position that she is specifically in where it's, do I go in or do I not? Now, mm-hmm. we're the audience watching a horror movie and the answer is always, don't go in Yeah, there. fuck no. But in that situation, you see her hesitancy, you see her taking pictures of her driver's license when she gets an opportunity, mm-hmm. she's refusing the drinks that he provides in case they're roofied. I mean, she's doing everything right, she but is. we're watching the navigation of a man and a woman stranger that you would likely see something like that yeah. today. And she does everything right until... Her her uh, potential future employer tells her to get out of there. Like, no, that's not a good. <laughs> yeah, and she's seen the neighborhood at that point. She can understand well, what and, this woman's saying. Yeah, her and, employer. And the woman clearly has some, at least some level of familiarity with the area because yeah. she's making a documentary. She, she knows enough about it to know that there's this thing there that is documentary worthy. So yeah. you would think, you know, if she, you know whether she's from Detroit or not, that you know she 
at least knows enough to uh, maybe this is good advice, you know, yeah. especially for Tess, who seems like she's going to Detroit for the first time, maybe. Or, yeah, know. she doesn't seem to she doesn't know seem the area. Yeah, uh, I so loved I it. Know. I thought it was, it was great. It was really good. And, uh, as as evidenced by a longer than usual first half, I would say. Uh, I kind of expected we'd have a lot to say because this this did feel like kind of a sleeper. It, 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 it was one that we weren't really necessarily going to do. You know, you know what I mean. Like we didn't have it long on our radar. Like oh, we got to yeah. do this film. Gotta, no, it was like all right. Well, it's coming out. The trailer looks interesting enough. Let's check it out. I feel like this is one that people do need to probably talk about to let other people know, hey, yeah. Yeah, this is worth checking sure. out because I, I think it'll fly under a lot of radars. I'll otherwise. say that by the trailer, the because I've seen the trailer for it a couple times before movies, didn't do didn't do a lot for me. The it, trailer. it keeps it much more run of the mill. It does yeah. not. It does not. Uh, hint in any it doesn't strong show way yeah and what, I, I, i'm glad happen. they don't do spoilers in that trailer i would have been oh, irritated if yeah, happened, yeah 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 you know? thank god yeah. oh and the last uh point is that bill skarsgård's performance in this movie is not good you don't and think so no he is as flat and just like i just I can't even think of the word I'm looking well, for. Well, I think cardboard is but, coming to mind. See, I think it works for, yeah, it works for the creation of is this guy in. just putting this on or is he not? And it kind it kind of felt like and I know they maybe he wasn't going for that. I don't know. I'm not going to give him credit as being a great <laughs> actor. All I know him as is that like Pennywise. Pennywise. Well, he was in Hemlock Grove, but I didn't decent. know. I didn't watch Hemlock Grove. The first but, season was pretty good. So anyway, but what I'm saying is, bad acting actually could work there. And if it yeah. is just bad acting, I Maybe. don't. It didn't bother me. I mean, but we know why he's in there. It's because he's the executive producer. So he got him. He got. And, his, and he's kind of. And again, he's he playing against there. horror type because he was. He is a nice guy. Yeah, you would expect Bill Skarsgård to be somewhat nefarious. so you're taking justin long the nice guy you're taking bill skarsgård this smart, creepy guy it is smart casting from that perspective good job but a lot of credit to Kreger and his team here for for doing some yeah. uh, good but he stuff was very like the genre read line now you know, like, like like the tiktok this is voices. what a nice guy should say right <laughs> yeah. now yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, overall I, yeah it was it was really good and i definitely you know we're still a few weeks out but this would fit right into the all horror October. It program. would, it, it was, would. I think we're going to have copious top content, tier, but top uh, tier. yeah, I mean, you know, we, we didn't necessarily blow through that movie that quickly because we had a lot to talk about, but occasionally I'll blow through my drink very quickly, almost like a tornado. Yeah. Uh-huh. Eh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Joe didn't this time though. How ironic because this, non-alcoholic cream ale that we just drank is called Tornado Joe. Mm -hmm. Brewdog makes it. Brewdog, you mentioned this is out of there, is it Ohio? Yeah. But they are originally Scottish, Mm -hmm. you know, from Scotland for those who haven't... I remember their little TV series they had. They did on the Esquire Network for a season have this... Esquire Network? Yeah, that was a short-lived network. Uh, I I recall. Maybe it... Did that become something? I don't know. Anyway. Um, But but this... Ethan. Non-alcoholic coffee cream brew, I think, did a pretty good job of bringing across a cream ale vibe uh, with with some coffee incorporated. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, And I can't say that I'm generally a big coffee cream ale guy, but this was tasty. It wasn't overly sweet. I think it was nicely balanced. I... 
feel like I'm in the minority of the craft beer community and that I, I do really like a cream ale. When Shiner had their homespun cream ale, you did like that. Really liked it. And, uh, most other cream ales that I've had, I've enjoyed. Um, most people that I talked to are like, ah, not really my, not a big fan or I'm never really going to go for it, but I, I kind of like them. And I thought this one was good. I mean, it definitely has some coffee flavor in there. I, de- I definitely get some sweetness. Yeah. It, it almost kind of, uh, you know, we mentioned that it's something you associate with stouts more like coffee flavor, right? Yeah. And there's a way that I could almost buy this as a, uh, as a non-alcoholic blonde stout, right? Or a golden stout yeah. in, in, a, in a certain way. Certainly, yeah. Um, got, got a nice doesn't mouthfeel have the, to it. It doesn't have the thickness for it. I uh, think it does. I think it's a- approaching that. Approaching, it's, maybe. Yeah. Also, uh, this is really off topic, but I, it cracks me up every time. Did you see the trailer for the menu before oh, this yes. film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time Anya Taylor-Joy says, don't say mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I'm like, up. I can't wait until we do that review because we can, there's the title. <laughs> there it is. Don't say mouthfeel. I'm really excited for that movie, actually. Yeah. I think it looks cool. Uh, me too. I like Nicholas Holt, too. He's a good, he's a good actor. Yeah. Fury Road. Uh, yes, absolutely. But, yeah, I, I like this. You know, I, this... this I. With the exception of O'Doul's as like a joke, until this week, I don't think I'd ever had a non-alcoholic beer before. Until last week. Yeah, last week. Yeah. Sorry. Until we started doing yeah. this this month. And uh, so far, they're really not bad. Well, I... And maybe it's because I haven't had a beer in so long. And I, I'm in almost you know, the same boat. I, d- I told you I had had somebody give me one of those Lagunitas non-alcoholic IPs yeah. right at the beginning of this summer. And I was sort of surprised at how much I liked it. And now I've had a couple more on the show, and I've even off mic got, had had a couple because it's kind of nice. I mean, I <laughs> I like drinking during the day on the weekend, like especially if I've done some yard work or something like that. It's kind of nice. But to be able to throw something back that I'm not actually inebriating myself with at the same time, yeah. but it has some of that flavor that I sort of it it it. it Touches some of the same little, you know, nerve centers. As, yeah. I, I like that. It's kind of nice. So, no, yeah. so it's exciting to me that I don't know that this is one that I would keep stocked regularly, but it's certainly an interesting option and it's fun that they're getting this out there with it. It also kind of reminds me of that, uh, that rocket fuel from Eighth Wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a, I mean, it's a porter, I think, but yeah. it's still, it was still a little lighter in body and had yeah. a little active. Mm hmm. Uh, so it's kind of kind of brushing up on that kind of territory. Was it a Vietnamese coffee porter? So it would have some of that sweetness in it there. Might be. Um, I brought over three, similar. so you guys can arm wrestle for that third one. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll, we'll we'll give it to Carla. As the sober one of the two of us, I uh, <laughs> I called dibs on the the, the decent tasting non alcoholic beer. <laughs> you go for I'll it. I'll put my foot down on that one. Uh, well. A very interesting uh, first half of the episode. Definitely, if you're listening to this and you've seen Barbarian and you haven't recommended it to at least one person, that's your homework for the week. Get one person that hasn't seen it to go see it because it's very good. Uh, But in the next half, we are going to... I got. I actually got nothing for this. Anybody else? <laughs> well, we're we're, well, we're why, don't, going, why, don't, why don't we extend our stay and check into another place? Beautifully done. Thank That's you. why we pay you the big bucks, Joe. <laughs> when does that start? <laughs>
The NA parade continues. Here's a second one from Brewdog. Low alcohol just got juiced up. And Hazy AF lives up to the hype. All the attitude, all the flavor, like this voice, but none of the alcohol. Say hello to the juiciest alcohol-free near beer in town. Tropical fruits, grassy notes, mix it up. Oat and oats and wheat unite for a smoother ride. And again, they can ship <laughs> non-alcoholic beer to all states that allow beer to ship with an AB of 0.5% and under. So this came through that subscription package that I was talking to you guys about. Hazy AF trying to come up with a uh, IPA alternative here. Well, I poured mine in a glass. Uh, Carlos is drinking his straight from the can, and barbarian. I'll say th- there is a little haze to it. I'm not. I'm not yeah. going to take that. You know, it's not totally translucent, but I'm not getting a lot of aroma on the head. It's just not. It has an odd. Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to clear my nasal passages here. Yeah. Get my olfactory sense is working properly. I mean, I get like a faint, like sweet. No, like almost caramel kind of note. Yeah, but interesting. Not citrus. Not what else were they saying? Citrus. Grassy. And, uh, grassy. Did you guys? Grassy. Did y'all do the nose of that IPNA last no, week? No, I guess we. Did, I, I, did you notice really anything did. there? Well, there I was drinking it right out of the bottle. Oh, were you? Okay. But it was pretty yeah. profound. I I bet that one has a hoppy uh, aroma okay. when you when you pour it. Well, you guys enjoy. I'll I'll be watching and crying. <laughs> You'll be Maybe. here with us again soon. Can't wait. Um, yeah, so we are going to talk about a film that was released at an odd time. June, Very odd time. June I was, 18th, I was actually kind of looking at this and I'm like, how did I not hear about this coming out? Because and I kind of care about a couple of the people involved. I mean, in terms of Alison Brie, I like her. I, I'll watch stuff with her. Horse yeah. Girl was interesting there. I don't know if you guys... I haven't um, seen that yet. The... Uh, uh, um, Franco? Um, thank no, no. I don't. The I mean, Dave Franco's okay. Joe Swanberg, it? more more importantly, I guess, yeah. co-wrote this. What was the Alison Brie movie you were thinking of? Um, no, I'm thinking of the uh, male um, Dan Stevens or Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy Allen. Yeah, White. of course. Thank you. Yes, that's the name. Who Sorry. recently has become more prominent with the Bear, but I already yeah. liked from Shameless, yeah. the series on Showtime. Anyway, show. so there were a few players here involved that I feel like I should have heard about this film coming out, but I did not. And partly because I think it came out in this weird, barely anything was coming out in that moment. Yeah, so it uh, it was released June 18th, 2020 at the Vineland Drive-In, which is an American chain of movie theaters in the Los Angeles metropolitan area. Uh, let's see. It, yeah, it doesn't look like... Uh, Anyway, and then I uh, think sorry. It went straight um, to Netflix after that, right? Um, it was it was VOD, and it was number one. It has a weird distinction of being, I think, is it the first film to be both number one VOD and number one in theaters the same week or something? Because well, it of the made week four point three million dollars yeah. on a three and a half million dollar budget, so good for them. Yeah, uh, but it is. Dave Franco, the non-problematic Franco brothers directorial <laughs> debut. Non-problematic, non-problematic as far as we know. As far as we know, he seems like a nice kid. Uh, Let's hope. That being said, he is thirty-seven. <laughs> 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 He looks a lot younger than that. I'm actually really surprised by that. He is youthful uh, looking. But uh, yeah, 
co- as you mentioned, he co-wrote the screenplay with Joe Swanberg, who he seems to be pretty buddy-buddy with. He was on that show Easy that Joe yeah. Swanberg did for Netflix. Uh, and I feel like this is probably like Swanberg encouraging him to do something. I think like, so. I, I feel like it, Swanberg it, encourages it, Greta Gerwig and he it, made films together and yeah. he, I think he helped encourage it, her to... It definitely has his influence all over it, I mm. think, um, which we'll talk about later. But so it was written by the two of them from a story from them two and a guy named Mike Dembski, who I don't know a ton about, and it stars Dan Stevens, Allison Brie, Sheila Vand, uh, most notably, she is the girl who walks home alone at night. Right. Uh, Jeremy Allen White from The Bears, we discuss, and Toby Huss, uh, famously from Bedazzled, the Harold Ramis classic starring Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley. And it follows two couples, uh, the couples being Dan Stevens and Allison Brie's character, uh, Michelle and what's the brother's name or what's Dan Stevens character's name uh, um, I'm not gonna no consequence uh, and then Sheila Charlie Charlie and then no Charlie. Dan Stevens character Charlie and then what's the other brother's name not Charlie Charlie and Josh Charlie and Josh and then Sheila Vand uh, who plays Mina and her boyfriend Josh played by Jeremy Allen White but they go to a Airbnb essentially um, where they begin to suspect they're being watched in this house that they've rented. And that's really, it's a pretty sure. basic setup. Uh, and, and a lot of other... Although like, there's there's already relationship tension. Uh, tension yeah, there. I mean, there's like a whole dynamic at play because um, Dan Stevens, his business partner is Mina, and his brother played by Jeremy Allen White, is dating Mina. Meanwhile, he's married to Allison Brie, the Michelle character. And both Michelle and Jeremy Allen White's character, Josh, I believe is the name, uh, they, you know, pretty early on in the film, as the four of them are walking down a beach, have a conversation about, like, oh, do you ever get intimidated that he has such a close relationship with this woman? And, His work wife. You know, yeah, exactly, that kind yeah. of thing. So there's well, a little the bit of that opens, happening. The film opens with in their offices where she's very... She's she's draped over him in a very uh, familiar way. If you've read the synopsis before watching this movie, the opening frame would lead you to believe that they're the couple. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It did for me too. I mean, right. So we were discussing what we we're going to pair with Barbarian. Uh, David pitched Conan the Barbarian. I pitched Conan oh, the Barbarian. David's the one that sent the message to me, at least. So <laughs> Joe pitched Conan the Barbarian. It we should David, have done Conan the Barbarian. I'm assuming da- Daniel the in the uh, on Discord suggested the Barbarians, yeah, which, which w- would have been horrible. S- but oh I, come on! I I jumped at the opportunity to do the rental. I had seen it before. Oh, you, you had that? Oh, okay, I had seen right. it before. Okay. Uh, uh, I also wanna, you don't like this movie. Hold on, before <laughs> before we get started. It's uh, the other thing to note is that when the uh, I guess what um, oh I'm gonna say wrong words uh, the girl she's of Arab descent is that yeah she's the, she, she's Middle Eastern her name her Middle full Eastern. name is Mina Mohammadi right or, so when she tries Mohammadi, to rent yeah. the Airbnb she's declined but when the guy with the white sounding name tries to rent the same Airbnb well, at the same time an hour right. later it it. It goes. Through. It gets approved. She confronts the property manager, played by Toby. And she's Huss. a little twisted about this on the way there. She's talking about it. As she has every right to be. No doubt say. about it. But it's it's con- context for some other things that 
are happening. Yeah, and it doesn't help that Toby Huss is, well, Toby Huss. <laughs> he's, he's not the most inviting-looking man. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> you and know? he's usually kind of unsettling. And he's yeah. and he's playing it up here even more because he is very standoffish with her, and he is kind of, they're going tit-for-tat a little bit. Uh, How'd you get involved with beginning. this thing? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, you know, so, yeah... There's definitely some tension. It's just framework. Jeremy Allen White's a hothead. And so like you, you kind of see that from the beginning. Criminal past. Yeah. And And it's laying down the idea for at the end of the day, like who's, who's behind what we're about to find out, you know, who's, who's behind it. Is it the caretaker of the home? Is it someone uh, that's underneath the house when they find a locked room with an electronic lock on yeah. it. And then they brought the dog and they weren't supposed to. So it's like this weird thing where like everybody's kind of like hiding something from somebody else. Yeah. And there's a lot it's of true. like layers, a lot of hiding. all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, and yeah. So yeah, after they, three of the four of them drop some Molly the first night <laughs> and then Josh passes out the couple that work together that both people, uh, both of the other partners have talked about how, are you comfortable with this situation? Uh, they end up fucking in the shower. In the shower, where there's a camera in the shower head. And there and were cameras around the house too that they just didn't see. Yeah, yeah. we learn later. But yes, yeah. in the first place they detect a camera, there happens to be that happens to be where they did the deed. where they yeah where they did the thing. And they they don't go whatever you want to call it when two people come together in that <laughs> well, way. When a man and a woman love each other very much. Which when a man loves they, a woman, you know, may or may not, but uh, yeah, they don't go on the hike the next morning. Jeremy Allen White lets slip a piece of information that upsets Allison Bree's character, Michelle. establishing that there's a pattern of behavior on his brother's part, where his, he constantly goes into his next relationship, cheats with somebody, while goes he, into a next relationship yeah. before he exits. You ain't special. He did that with the girl before right. you too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I. <laughs> Which I do think she may have overreacted to a little bit. They're married. Yeah. yeah. They're married and, you know, which it turns out maybe she didn't. Because unless, well, things unfold. Though, unless he described the scenario in a very distinctly different lied. way. Yeah. Right. Which and is what she yeah. says Seems to, to him. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. But uh, I don't know. I, maybe they haven't been married for long. But if, yeah. if it's over like two, three years that they've been actually like married, married, not just engaged, then yeah. I might, then I just seemed, it, but it's While the non-cheaters are off on their hike, the cheaters discover the cameras and say, we can't do anything about it. Yeah. Otherwise we'll get busted for cheating. Otherwise, yeah, they'll. So right. They decide to hide something. But that clearly that caretaker's in most cases, they would have skedaddled, yeah. gotten out of there. Yeah. Yeah. And then Al. <laughs> Allison Bree's character uh, refuses to not do drugs, does some drugs, calls the property manager, and then that's to get the that's the fixed. second act turn where everything starts getting out of control. Yes. She calls to get the hot tub fixed, doesn't tell anybody about it. Mina and Charlie get upset about it because this guy is in their Behind, eyes most they, likely right. a creep and uh what has she done? You know, this whole kind of thing. They also are trying to like hide a dog and stuff too, which then goes missing. And then yeah. Mina the and him getting it, get into an altercation. Right. When the caretaker, Josh finds out when the caretaker comes in, 
and things get escalated and Josh beats him to unconsciousness. Kind of some of the cards are on the table. There's cameras, and we didn't want to tell y'all to upset you, but mm-hmm. we not, let's, not, let's not talk about the cheating. And then the audience is clued in, I think for the first time, that there is another figure because someone comes in and kills the caretaker. Kills Toby Huss, yeah. Yeah, Smothers and, and that's when we see that there it's not him. He, he's, yeah. he's just a jackass. He's just mm-hmm. a jerk. He's just a dick, yeah. Right, but uh, and then, I don't know, I was waiting for the horror to start. Oh, well... Interesting. I mean, this this film is different. I mean, and I was questioning right up through to about where you're talking about, like, whether... Does this really... Does this count to be classified as a <laughs> Let me read the synopsis again. I'm thinking this is more psychological thriller, or, like, yeah. psychological thriller slash melodrama yeah. kind of thing. But... Philandering but then I like, But then drama. I like where it goes, ultimately, and, the, and I don't get hung up on, does it fit the genre? I'm just like, oh, this is an interesting way to... You know, use this, and I can't. There's a movie that I want to refer to that I can't because we didn't see it, and blah blah blah. You know, but but there's another movie I've seen recently that I feel like kind of does some of this thing where it takes you in a direction um, where you're like, is this really? And then I don't know. See, now I'm being so vague, but but I Why are like you being vague. Well, because it's a film that we haven't discussed, and I don't want to. Bring oh, you've it up already and, seen. I've seen a movie okay, that we might you guys haven't seen, and it. it's going to be stupid if I'm trying to recount okay, a movie. At, I move on. I'm, the the point is, I like what this does, where it sets you up to think like, oh, is this going to be like a traditional horror film? Well, no, it's more of a relationship drama kind of. Okay, we're no. This is about infidelity. This is about trust. This is about okay. No, wait, it is kind of a thrill. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of like that it unfolds in this way, where it has you kind of guessing what is ultimately going to be at play and what, what the stakes really are going to turn into um, and how stuff that really seems relevant at a certain point in the film then becomes totally irrelevant because, yeah. you know, it's upended by the fact that, well, no, there is a maniacal killer, like, stalking you right, right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I like this movie. That's why whenever it was pitched, I was like, yeah, for sure, let's mm-hmm. do that. I don't know a lot of people that have seen it. I've recommended it to some people. Uh, and so I was excited to, to talk about it and see how you guys felt. Well, one of the things that I like about it is because of when – well, I think actually it does a great job of putting you kind of at an unease from the jump – because like you said, the first thing we see, we would assume that Mina and Charlie are the couple. And then once we find out that they're not, when Josh comes to pick her up, then that's when it's like, okay, well, it's going to be a little interesting to see how this all yeah. plays out, you know? And so not that that's like horror, that doesn't fit into like a horror description, but it does unsettle the audience from the jump. And so because of that, I feel like while it does very slowly ease into a more maybe even just thriller and maybe not even horror, although I do think the end is kind of horrifying, but it does ease into that in a natural way that I think is really interesting as an audience to watch because one thing with most horror movies, like Barbarian, for instance, we can all pretty much say, I'm not going down there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. not going down there. Right. Uh, 
that's an easy call for us as an audience to make. But the thing that gets interesting with this movie is that it is a little more up in the air what people would do in the situation that they find themselves in, where Michelle is like, no, we got to call the police. Right. right? She, doesn't under- she does not understand all the stakes. She doesn't understand all the stakes. But even then, like, if you're a big brother and your little brother it has is probably it seems look, like he murdered somebody and is probably looking at life what do you do like obviously yeah i think most people's first instinct is going to be to try to protect them in some way shape or form how far do you take that whereas you know especially in a case like this where you still believe this person to be a predator and a kind of maniacal figure that has been killed is it worth like, do you think it's worth letting your brother rot in jail for the rest of his life? How do you navigate that? How do you navigate that as with the undertone of like, at some point the jig could be up and like yeah. my marriage, could, you know, it's yeah. it's a much more realistic situation that you could imagine finding yourself in. Maybe yeah. Th- I, mean, I mean, this is a this is a more disturbing film because in, because in a lot of ways people, than Barbarian. You know, people get in fights sometimes, and people you know, bad things happen. And well, I just, it's not like here's my the the odds of someone you love losing their cool and hurting somebody mm-hmm. are much higher than you finding an inbred subterranean killer. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like the point that I'm sure. Well, they went to the wrong Airbnb, Airbnb right, right, of yeah. the two choices that were presented this week. <laughs> I, no, I don't know. The second Airbnb had a hot tub, all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, in the cool air, it's always fun. Um, I, <laughs> hot tub is almost always Largest fun. problem with the film, three of the four main characters are largely unlikable, so I don't root for any of them. Uh, I, the one that I am... You think the Jeremy Allen White character is... Yeah. You think Mina's unlikable? Yeah. Yeah, I do. That's a touch racist. Do you think Charlie's unlikable? No! The <laughs> only person racist. you like is Allison Brie? Why is it a touch racist? Because <laughs> she's the only not white person in the movie. So, uh, hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Okay. The only character you like is Allison Brie. No, he Arguably likes Taylor, the clearly. Most no, Taylor was, he's Taylor was he's incredible. He's on Toby Huss. Come on. I mean, you said he's creepy, but that's... I mean, like, second look, thing here's the, the thing. thing. I'm as big a husser... As, I'm, a, I'm as big a hussy as the, as the next guy. <laughs> the second Don't thing is wrong. the motivation of the killer. Oh, makes, that's my favorite part. It makes no fucking sense. That's it's stupid. And then, and then on the end credits. What do you mean? When, when does the motivation of of stalking people and killing them ever makes it? You find that the 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 guy Frank in uh, what is Barbarian off, is what, motivated what is he in a way that on? you understand. What is he getting power, off on? Control, power, control. The uh, same know, thing but, that but Frank would so be getting off on. So he's got to go. Think about his his route to crime. He has to go <laughs> meet with the. <laughs> He has to go meet with the I think the we're going to start a side podcast. No, Routes I, I to guess crime maybe with Joe he rented Hilliard. the Airbnb before they did so that he could change out all the shower heads. Yeah, that's how, yeah. yeah, they show him going through right. that. Uh-huh. Understood, understood. Yeah. So that he can then put an electric lock on the bottom and be down there? No. 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 Okay. I'm glad that you brought this up because this is one of my favorite parts of this movie uh-huh. is that he's not down there. No. That's a red herring. Okay. That, 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 that basement, essentially. Yeah. The whole movie's a red herring. Go ahead. I don't know if that's true. Uh, the basement is a definite red herring because, 
literally, Josh says it out loud. He says out loud exactly what the audience is thinking. They're rum- they're rummaging around in this basement. They're a bunch of random bullshit. And he's like, Man, I really expected there to be like a room full of monitors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all this tech and stuff like that. And that is the way to make this movie not scary. So if you had gone that way, then it's like, oh, this is predictable. So he goes like, in, you know, he spends some money to, to rent the Airbnb, install the cameras, then uh, whoever comes next, or maybe he waits a few more times to wait and see. There's if definitely really, rationale behind it. If he likes movie. those people to kill yeah, them sure. enough. He's, wa- he's watching. He's I gonna, think it's the other way around. Dislikes them. And enough. he's going to pick them off one at a time, uh, Friday the 13th style. Classic. And then he's <laughs> going to go in and fix it all. Uh, uh, while Taylor lives down the street and doesn't see any of it. And, uh, well, I don't know if he went in and fixed anything. He took yeah, the no, cameras out. He took all the cameras. That's what I meant. But he, he the, left the body. He took the cameras out and replaced well, them Well, this back. one he kind of had the uh, Taylor to pin it on, I think, right? Because like, he, he yeah. puts the tool in the truck. And they, like, but, 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 here's, but here... <laughs> but... But here's the thing. He killing is dumb, Joe. I don't yeah. like killing at no, all. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But he doesn't kill everybody that stays at the Airbnb. That wouldn't make any sense because nobody... So he's a, a arbiter of his morality. And when he saw those people cheating, they have to go. We're, we're just seeing this one. Well, we know he comes into somebody's bedroom. At the end, we do see another... Yeah. Quick, quick cut of, right. of a But victim. the thing is, we see so many other tenants of that Airbnb that potentially maybe he didn't kill. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. No, we we only we, see him kill one person. See, in the next we only one. see one that he I'm, enters. I'm glad the anyone enjoys any movie. I'm just saying that. Okay, first of all, there were entertaining aspects of the film. I like when they push the guy off, but the, the, they throw the body <laughs> off a cliff a and he gets yeah. stuck on a rock down below. I, I mean, there was some really good. Set. The movie looked gorgeous. Well, I not like, just the setting, but the cinematography. So, so I'll say why this film worked for me, and I'm sorry it didn't work for you. For me, I, I'm gonna be all right. These are good performance. Like why I felt like I should have heard about this film. Allison Brie, Jeremy Allen White. I don't know Dan Stevens as well. He, uh, um, Sheila well, Van. He was in Eurovision number one. Oh, which we've done on the show. We unfortunately. did. But what did he? What? Was he, he was like one of the the big pop star guy okay. in the party that, oh, okay. that, that was oh, having yeah, that party. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, he was Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Okay, and uh, I don't remember the director's name, but it's the same guy that did Your Next. Did a movie called The Guest that he's in. Oh, okay, uh, well, the, and I'm not saying so he's that's stuff. so. But I don't like him though. I think he I, does a good job. He's here. fine, but I don't like his face. I, th- I think, and Sheila Vand, who I love in A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, yeah. but I haven't really seen in a whole lot else. Great to see her show she up. She has a stranglehold on the series adapted from a movie market. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, she has been in, she was in Minority Report. The mm. She was in the Lethal Weapon one, and oh, there was wow. another one recently. I was looking at her IMDb. She's in at least three different TV series that were adapted. Wow. From the film. Well, anyhow, I thought they all worked well. I thought they played these characters well, inhabited these characters well. I found the Snow relationship. Piercing. I found the. I found the uh, relationship drama compelling enough. I mean, it was. It, it's not necessarily earth-shattering stuff, but a love quadrangle, I guess, is is what it turns into. You know, these two that's, brothers. That's a, that's a square deal. It's a rectangle. It is, but. <laughs> we're talking about four angles here um but the bottom line is that worked well enough for me that that could have been just the film the fact that it almost feels like a twist at the end where it shifts into no there really is a maniac killer involved it isn't just these people doing themselves in which they might have done themselves in anyway because they clearly were making some bad decisions about their relationships so i just kind of like that this whole like 
film within a film within a which I felt like I had with Barbarian as well, where it's like, okay, this could have been a much more straightforward kind of horror um, trapped in a basement kind of film. But no, you're going to open it up. You're going to turn it into this other thing. This one here, even smaller scale, felt like, you know, it could have been much more straightforward. But no, it's kind of layered in this way. I, I read it. there's talks about a sequel. To The Rental? That's what I read that. I would not like With like that. another instance of, I mean, it would have you, to be you got, like. You have a masked killer. Well, that's true. And he and he does this a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan I like how little they give us of him. That's another thing. I, I like little. that just at the end is kind of when it gets revealed. And then you see that montage of the other potential the future victims with the credit. And I, I think that's beautiful. Like, you just showed me enough to creep me the fuck out. Yeah. And. It kills off all of our main characters. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gone. Um, leaves us with a feeling that this killer's going to strike again. It is a truly unsettling ending. All right. I, I agree, because the first time I watched it, it was one of those things where Kylie and I were just like looking for something to watch, and we saw this thing, and I was like, oh, interesting. Dave Franco directed a movie. Oh, and these people are in it. Wow. Uh, and at the end of it, Kylie and I just both looked at each other and were like, what? That's it? Like... And I'm and we, I think we both kind of came out because I mean she also watched it with me the second time and enjoyed it the second time as well. But I think the thing that we came out with at the end is we're like so glad there wasn't some big monologue or manifesto from the killer about why he does the things that he does. Like, no, that is yeah, that would that would make this movie incredibly uninteresting super fast. But because when it ends, you almost kind of look at the person next to you and go, "Oh shit, is that it?" Like that's what. Like David said, you makes know, it unsettling and makes it interesting. Of our legion of fans, and some they are people, legion. Some people like David's take more than mine, and mine more than yours. Carlos, Carlos, yours more. Than mine. So if 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 the two of you liked it, I'm not going to say don't watch it. Enjoy what my cohorts here. But what you are saying is, if we hadn't liked it, you would say don't watch it. If y'all hadn't liked it, I would have said y'all are right. Okay. Right. Right. And then, and then, and then you would have told the audience, "Don't waste your time with this movie." Well, I appreciate uh, that. No, no, not and necessarily. And hopefully, Dave Franco's career is over. <laughs> right. Right. And and all the actors too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's Every not stop with them. the director. Yeah. And all the people that break into Airbnbs to kill people. I don't well, think you they should do that they either. should be out of business. Definitely. Let's yeah. hope that they definitely. Don't. Right. Um, but Toby Huss, just get out of here. Never <laughs> work again. <laughs> No, so what did you guys think of this though. hazy AF, David? You had some uh, doubts going in based on the aroma. I did, and I have to say they've kind of borne out in my drinking experience. This isn't bad. This isn't something that has bad flavors to it. But if you're going to say you're a hazy IPA, I'm going to want that like juicy, hazy quality that I've come to expect. Sure. And this... It's okay. It's drinkable, but I'm not getting. I don't know. Are you getting citrus here, Carlos? What What are you getting? I don't. Mm. Give me a second. I mean, I'm almost getting some melon. It's It's not unpleasant. It is just not what I'm expecting with a hazy. I definitely am getting grassy. Mm. Um, In the flavor, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. A little bitter snap there. A little bit, but yeah, none of the. I don't know. There's something reminiscent of a hop flavor. <laughs> it's like the essence. Okay, of. but let's. But I feel like the hop refresher, the the one hoppy refresher, right. right? The one that was the Lagunitas Seltzer, had more of a hop. K- 
character to it uh, than this does. Yeah. I agree. Which yeah. is frustrating because that's a seltzer with like zero anything to it. And yeah. it's, now again, this has more of a malt element to it. So I mean, there, there's something else going on there. But it's just, come on, guys. You know what you're doing, Brewdog. You've been around for mm-hmm. I don't know, probably 15 years at this point. You're global, right? You're everywhere. Worldwide, you, you you should you should be able to create a non-alcoholic hazy that you could be proud of. I would be. They're going to be listening to this and just oh, like they're going to be so pissed off. Oh, they he Brew nailed dog, us. If you're he listening, nailed us. we know you are. Send us a case. But they <laughs> love the rental. Uh, the brew dog guys. So love it. Yeah, <laughs> batting five hundred. Yeah. Now, in this half. What I'll say in in my final closing thoughts on the beer is that. I don't find it offensive, but I probably, if I saw it, wouldn't purchase it. The Tornado Joe I would purchase Got it. and have to Got drink, it. but I probably wouldn't go back to the hazing. I don't think either of these would be regular purchases for me. I, I So far, out of our journey here mm-hmm. with the uh, non-alcoholics, I'd have to say it's the Lagunitas that is taking the, the crown so far. All right. Well, yeah, we'll try again next week. We sure will. And speaking of next week, I mean, you you and I and David and Joe, we all know that the best part about this podcast uh, is that the conversation doesn't end when our conversation finishes. It continues off the podcast, on social media, on the interwebs. Uh, we There's much more to discuss, and, and there's a way for you to get involved in the conversation. You can find us on Twitter at Beer Movie Show. Instagram at Beer in a Movie, Facebook.com slash Beer in a Movie TX. Beer in a Movie Podcast.com is our home base. You can find a link to our Patreon, which we've referenced uh, at least once today, Patreon.com slash Beer in a Movie Podcast. You can find a link uh, to our T Public store, tpublic.com slash user slash Beer in a Movie. You can get shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, all sorts of good stuff over there. Uh, you can find a link to our Discord, uh, which we're on all week long sharing memes, movie news, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and then Joe has also put together these great uh, kind of curations of episodes. You can find all of our Nick Cage episodes in one place, all, all of our All Horror October episodes in one place, uh, different kind of collections of directors we've discussed, other themes of episodes that we've covered in the past. So whatever uh, it is that suits your particular taste, you can find something in our back catalog to dive in if you haven't been with us since day one which we know you have been but go back and re-listen uh if you're listening to us on apple podcast please rate review and subscribe we know you're going to give us five star rating but please leave a written review and tell us what you like what you don't like maybe what you want to hear us talk about in the future it really does a lot for the algorithm and for the show uh and subscribing helps you uh, stay abreast about when podcast our, our our new episodes drop when our new podcast episodes drop you'll be the first to know you'll be the coolest person at work oh you're telling me you didn't listen to beer and a movie on the way to work today lame uh and yeah this has been so you don't know what's going on with carlos (laughs) (laughs) you don't know there's earth shattering beer in a movie news today that's right Uh, you don't want to sleep on this episode definitely do not um but this has been another barbaric episode of beer in a movie until next time you take the bedroom i'll sleep out here on the couch 